Hello authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of short non-fiction for authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. Hello authors, I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with publishing powerhouse Karen McDermott on all things publishing. Karen is the founder of four independent presses and an award-winning entrepreneur and TEDx speaker. So she's going to be sharing with us her secrets to success in the publishing industry, her advice to authors who want to be their own publisher, tips for authors running their own business, as well as how she does it all. She's a mother of six, a writer, you know, a publisher of all these presses, as well as all the other many things that she does. So she shares those tips with us soon. So in my author adventure this past fortnight, it has been quite a relaxed one. If you listened to the last podcast episode, you'll be aware I was away with my family in our caravan over the, for the Easter holidays, and I even recorded some of the podcast in the caravan toilet, which was actually a great little sound booth. <laughs> uh, the breakaway was amazing. We spent a week in Busselton, which is the southwest of Western Australia, and uh, we were at Mandalay, which is like a resort-style sort of caravan and chalet place. It's just fantastic for kids. The staff were wonderful. It was nice, clean, safe environment. The facilities were fantastic. It was pretty much part of the caravan up. Kids ran off to the jumping pillow and playground. There's a big green oval space, and the adults just sort of were able to relax and you know read and eat and drink and be merry. And uh, they've got three pools there and a big rainbow slide. So it's nice just to relax while the kids had fun as well. And then we went off to Bridgetown for four nights, which was a bit more of a kind of a different style caravan, caravanning trip from what I call resort caravanning. This was more nature caravanning. Um, there was like gravel ground and we were beside a river. There was loads of midges and bugs and, you know, the kids were sort of a bit spoiled. They were sort of like, well where's the pool? Where's the coffee van? And oh, But we got into it and it was um, a lot of walking and we did a bit of canoeing which was an adventure and uh, yeah again lots of eating and drinking and all the rest so we've had a lovely time away. It was very inspiring and relaxing and it was just great. But we got back on Monday and I got into my part-time scriptwriting job and now that that's finished up for the week I have got back into my own book business. So I submitted my picture book to Larrikin Publishing House. If you listen to past episodes I think I mentioned Larrikin is a publisher over east and they tell picture book stories with like humorous edgy style so I had a good idea, a good story that I put in for that so fingers crossed I think that's open till the end of May or June or something and that's for Squibby members only that opportunity so check it out if you are a Squibby member there's still time 
I am also back in touch with my business consultant, Kate. We're in the middle of rescheduling that missed meeting. That threw me off track. And uh, yeah, back to formatting the non-fiction books. You're probably sick of me talking about this. I'm sick of it dragging on, but it just doesn't seem to be just, yeah, we'll get there. I'll get there. We'll all celebrate when I get there, I'm sure. I've also started thinking about what I want to write next, what direction should I go in. What I really want to do is continue on with the children's fiction. You know, I'm enjoying that, having fun. I've got a couple of projects that, you know, they're pretty much at the end. They need to be tweaked. That would probably be the best way to start. It's just, you know, I've been worked on them for a long time and I just want to run off with all the new shiny ideas that keep appearing. I also am very aware that I told my editor that uh, she could probably expect another non-fiction book in June, um, Performance for Authors, which is not going to be a public speaking book, but more about how authors can go about storytelling when they present, how they can give more of a performance for their work rather than just stand up and kind of present it. So if you love the podcast or any of the episodes have helped you further your author career, you can now pay it forward by buying me a coffee over at www.buymeacoffee.com slash the hybrid author. So yeah, that's enough from me. Let's crack on with the episode. Karen McDermott is the founder of Serenity Press, MMH Press, KMD Books, and the Everything Publishing Academy. She is an award-winning entrepreneur, multi-genre author of over 40 books, mentor, Forbes writer, TEDx speaker, and a proud mum of six. She's also an advanced law of attraction practitioner who teaches people how to attract anything they want into their lives and writes about her success principles as K.P. Weaver. Her annual retreats are sought-after events with featured famous guests and often hosted in an Irish castle. Her motto is, where there is a will, there's always a way. Her quote is, when time and circumstance align, magic happens. Karen is passionate about sharing her extensive knowledge and vibrant energy with others. She has a no-excuse policy. If she can do it, anyone can. Karen is the current 2020 WA Oz Mumpreneur of the Year Award winner. 2020 Women Will Change the World winner, 2021 Think Network International Women of Empowerment Award winner. She has been an annual speaker and award judge for this network since because she believes in the power of mums in business. Karen is on a mission to share the power of story with the world. And we're so glad we get to be a part of that mission today, Karen. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me, Joanne. It's lovely to oh, be here. And hello, everyone. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. So how is it? Wow, that you came to build this empire and join the exciting world of publishing and writing. I went on a journey. I went on a journey. I had a, a call in 2010 to write my first novel, which was The Visitor. I did it during NaNoWriMo. I had never written a novel or even considered writing a novel before. I had studied a bit of writing, but at school I didn't enjoy English or anything like that. But I, I had an epiphany. And when you get a call to a mission, you do, you can't ignore it. So I had an epiphany around, I had had a double miscarriage a few years previous. And I was like, I never un understood why me? Why did this happen to me? And then I had an epiphany whilst watching The View one day. And I was a mom 
I just had my fourth child at the time. You know, daytime TV was not on in our house ever. It was always, you know, ABC Kids or something like that. So that for this to be on was um, was meant to be. And and Whoopi Goldberg turned around to the, to these guests that had come. The, the woman was still very distraught, you could say, and and they had endured a miscarriage on. It was live because it was a reality TV show. The Whoopi Goldberg turned her back to the camera and she said to them, "I am going to tell you something that I tell all of my friends when this happens." This was a visitor that came to guide you back onto the right track. And if you listen, your gift will come. That was like, it's like somebody put a lightning bolt through me. I'm really and truly, it was like, wow. So I wrote, a, I was writing blogs at a time for a Perth-based, you know, this was before Facebook took off, called Building Beautiful Bonds. And I was writing like spiritual writings um, in there just because I was on a, an awakening kind of journey. And that wasn't enough. I had, the message was bigger. So I, two days before NaNoWriMo started, I signed up. Knew the book was going to be called The Visitor and just started writing. And I wrote 1,667 words a day, 30 days. Because wow. 50,000 words blew my mind. That was too much for that was too much for me to fathom. But I could do 1,667 words a day. So that book ended up getting published. It was a catalyst into publishing because I had a negative self-publishing experience. But at the beginning of the book, and little did I know it would become the essence of my journey, was from every negative situation is the potential potential for a positive outcome so I changed my mindset around and I had started studying the law of attraction as well at the time um, I changed my whole mindset around the negative experience and thought of it as a positive training you know into and I've done a bit of research into the, the publishing company in the US that I used and I discovered that their print and distribution channel had just opened up an office in Melbourne so I applied to become an, a publisher because I was well into my second novel by then it was that was 2012 and I applied to become a publisher and I made a sacred promise that if I was accepted I would have stories get told so I've been on that journey ever since. Wow that's incredible. Are you able to share a little bit about the the negative publishing experience or? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I'm an open book to yeah. ask me anything. <laughs> um, it was just because I was so new to authorship I'd never written a book before it was very much a passion project it was a story it wasn't a literary novel by and none of my writing is literary but it is powerful and important writing because when someone connects with that story it ignites something shifts something heals something within them so it seemed it was just all about money and the editing as well whenever I signed up I didn't understand the editing process I didn't we had a young family of four kids at the time. It was just a lot of unforeseen. Whereas I believe that everything should be transparent. There should be someone that goes in a call and says, this is what happens. This is what you can expect. Because knowledge is key. And then you're able to make decisions whether that's for you or not. And you go on the journey. But I didn't feel that anybody joined me on the journey. I just, it was like I was walking in the dark the whole time. Right. And then I had this book at the end that was a, like a pouring of my heart to help other women who endured such things and and um it just didn't feel worth it you know we had an empty bank account yeah. and we were building a life in Australia and it was just one of those things and don't get me wrong I know that investing in yourself as an author is you know and people pay me to publish their books all of the time but I really endeavor to and you know to join everyone on the journey walk with them through the yeah. challenges so that they feel supported and understand it's just so important because publishing is actually a self-development journey and if you're just left to walk around in the dark you're going to yeah. be lost if somebody walks alongside you you can not only you know reach your highest potential you're open to 
bigger things happening and you can align with your intentions and really make what it is that you want to happen in your authorship happen because books are important stories are important i also say stories make the world go round because you're sharing a story with somebody else that's like being um it's like sharing the love you know what i mean yeah. i'm irish that's what <laughs> we do you know we, we come to the rescue with a cup of tea and a story yeah. <laughs> to help someone when they're going through yeah. something or to to empower them or something so yeah yeah oh well said but it sounds like from that experience like you said yeah. you turned it on its head lessons learned and now you're on the right path so that's incredible I could have wallowed in that for the rest of my life yeah. <laughs> but I chose to but I was like yeah no I don't like hanging out in this and then studying the law of attraction I was like yeah this is going to bring nothing good my way so I'm going to to look at it and in a different light and life is a lot about perspective and especially our authorship journey is a lot about perspective there's lots of things that can be brick walls on the, your authorship journey but if you choose to focus your energy on the positives and those those the things that move you forward and just deal with it because when you're going through a challenge a challenge on any journey whether it's personal professional and definitely your author journey a challenge is an opportunity to stop pause learn something new and grow through it because again authorship is a growth you know you're growing through the whole process yeah I haven't actually ever heard anyone put it that way but it's it's very much my own experience as well so now that's 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 great to hear that said aloud so fantastic so Serenity Press and uh MMH Press and KMD Books as well as your uh author entrepreneur business your your publishing one they're all quite different are you able to tell us how you've branched out into you know almost four different directions did they they come sort of different parts of the journey and absolutely they're all my babies so I don't have six kids so essentially if you've got 10 children (laughs) and and 40 book babies too yeah I know my goodness me and but but the thing is is that I said I set out actually as inner light publishing many many moons ago and it was very very spiritual based on whatever and we were offering services we actually partnered with iKoala so it was hard you know I was just kind of starting you know and but I had a passion to help people so then we morphed into Serenity Press which initially was a hybrid model because you know you got to pay the bills <laughs> and initially I'd done most of the stuff apart from the editing editors are like these amazing humans in life yep. <laughs> make words shine I love them yeah I learned in design learned everything that I needed to learn to publish books at the beginning so I, I just was very open to the journey I you know set an intention more than a goal because there's a difference in intentions and goals intentions can go anywhere goals are where you set a goal and you know the steps that you need to take and so you focus on the steps I focused on the journey and where it can go so anything was going to happen and anything did happen and <laughs> um, so Serenity Press quickly grew we, we went into romance initially and all of this and then we fell in folklore we we had transitioned into a traditional publisher and so we were in children's books and romance that's when Kate Forsyth came on board and we adore Kate Forsyth she's beautiful she's great yeah and we started growing up this beautiful library and I'm really excited having a festival to celebrate our new website which has a fairy tale world and the children's book world and it's just it's just absolutely is it's like this coming together of everything and because we have some amazing children's book authors in there as well and we have the Duchess of York as well so she's having her own division called DSP not just Serenity Press we have a 22 book day with her so that's you know there's a lot of things happening in there as well so yes Serenity Press is my it's my success story I suppose you know like there's there's been days where people 
editors have had to wait for their invoices to be paid because we were trying to get the cash flow in to make it happen. But it's always been forward moving and I've invested a lot in it to get it to where it is, but I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of it. And it's it's like my million dollar press. And that's the intention I set was for it to be a million dollar press. So I went on the journey to make that happen. Now I don't publish my own books through Sandy Press. <laughs> I publish them through MMH Press because MMH Press is where we, we do the philosophical, metaphysical, but also poetry. Poetry has really shone in there, especially through the pandemic. We would host poetry nights once a month. So we're trying to break through in that market because we've got such cool poetry collections, amazing, and poets on board. And then also fictional novels. So those are the three things that we do under MMH Press, which starts for making magic happen press. And it is based on a very interesting model I brought in author shareholders they're called and each one of them was very much um, bringing a strength into the press and they invested in themselves initially for us to get the press off the ground and then they publish with with my team you know just a cost price and we but the big thing is is that we build we're building a press that we've made links into a distributor into the US so we're growing we're going together as authors and we just keep writing our books. And then when the big discovery comes for one of us, we all benefit. So we have this hub of seven shareholders and then we, we bring in a few select authors, but primarily it's the, it's the author shareholders who, who drive that ship. And then just before the pandemic, I did discover KMD book probably a year before that, but it really took off to 2020, 2021. And it's from my business owners, because I'm, I'm a, very active in the entrepreneurial business community, especially in Australia, but also worldwide. And a lot of people come to me wanting me to be their publisher because I've built a brand just by showing up on Facebook and, yeah, that's and being, a, you know, just, just by being me, really. <laughs> so um, so I've, I've, I'm so blessed to represent so many amazing authors through there. Some amazing book, you know, that would not come to be if it hadn't, I hadn't have joined them on the journey. So KMD Books has really took off and we've started, there's two things that are innovative in there. It's one of is our anthologies and we do do anthologies differently and they're really very successful. And then we also have started guiding publishers we bring in divisions so we've got women changing the world press we've got mass media press all coming in as subsidiaries of kmd books so kmd books is the mother and i guide these presses to be so these are business leaders who have audiences who want to publish books so they publish them through them and then we guide them through so they pay an initial fee to come and get trained and it's a six-month program so it just works. So we go with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's helping stories get told, Joanne. That's, that's my calling to have yep. stories get told. Yeah, and all stories, it sounds like. That's uh, incredible, stories. honestly. So, what does publishing look like in 2022 across all these platforms? You all, I can imagine you'll have to be extremely organized to be on top of them all. Um, is it like a, you sit down at the end of the year or the start of the year, you've got a plan, publishing plan for the whole year? How, how does. How do you roll with that? <laughs> I am so much the most unorganized person oh, really? in the world. Wow. I'm not joking. That I'm gives really me hope. <laughs> I, I'm very much intuitive based and I navigate my energies on, and I prioritize it accordingly. I've always been that and I'll never not be that. Yes, I have an amazing team who 
do the production schedule. So we stay on track with all of that kind of stuff. And this year, our goal is to sell a million books. So we're not taking in so many authors. We're going, we have such an amazing um, library already. It's time to get these books out into the world. So we, we secured a distribution agreement into the US with, with partnering with Sound Wisdom last year. And we signed that on the 1st of September. So that should kick in this year and um, that'll really help. Um, and I'm over in at the castle in June. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, the plan is because I'm there for um, for a, a longer than the five days for the retreat. I'm there for five weeks. So um, I've got some meetings planned to build out our, di our distribution in the UK, although we've got good, good distribution. And we, we also distribute into the Australian market through Peribo distribution. And they are amazing. I've, I've worked with a few different um, distributors in, you know, when you're growing, you test the waters, but per Peribo, uh, or Paribo, as some people would call yeah. it. They are amazing. I love them. They're really the best fit for us. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I've heard of them before, but I don't know much about them. But yeah, are they are they Australian? Sydney. They're Australian based. Are they over east? We're in Sydney. They're quite close to Booktopia. Yeah, so they have a good relationship with Booktopia, and I I just really love. They were on my bucket list and really got them. So uh, yeah, they're they're really really good. Amazing. Uh, that is fantastic yeah wow so you know I f the publishing industry to me is just massive it really is and uh, I mean what what would you credit or what do you believe are the secrets to success in the publishing industry absolutely um collaboration over competition I do not believe in co competition at all and people are saying well there's a book like this that somebody has written and said no but you are the only one who can write your book that's right you are the only one who can do that and so go and collaborate with those people who have written books that are similar to yours show up in events with them do events together with them get in their audience and let them into yours um it's the same with publishers i train publishers people say to me because even in my publishing academy I've, i share all of my secrets in there and um, it's like this hub where people come and and there's there's been like eight publishing houses just popped up out of there all people writing and and some of my authors have written for these publishing presses it's just like this big family and people say is that are you not training your competition I said, there's no such thing as competition once we are helping stories get told we're supposed to learn things like I am very innovative in how I do things and I, I love to test boundaries and stuff so I don't mind being that fearless crusader that goes out there test something and if it works tell everyone about it you know yeah. be that be that and tell them if it doesn't work too. <laughs> But um, yeah, and but the biggest thing that I do, John, is to prioritize joy, and I think that that's why I'm a different type of publisher. I was an author first, so I know what the author journey's like, and I respect it, and I understand what authors go through. Like I've had authors where it comes to the last minute they're about to publish the books, they go, "No, no, I can't do it," and I like, get out of your own way. <laughs> this is not about you anymore. You're st you've showed up, you've told your story. You need to get out of the, the way of this story, getting out into the world and reaching the people it needs to. And they're like. I never seen Karen get. <laughs> it, you've done all the work. You're not gonna, yeah. you know, not jump the last hurdle. The Irish wrath comes out. <laughs> yes, like I can be that when I need to be. <laughs> but the publishing industry has changed so much since I jumped in. You know, the ideal and everybody's dream of signing with the big five and all of that. But the reality is, like even the big authors you know, have hybrid publish as well, you know, um, because 
why not? You've built up a readership and an, and an audience. So why not capitalize on that as well? So it just makes sense to me. And that was very much, I would say seven years ago, I was like, if I was an author who had a big audience, I wouldn't be bringing my books to the um, to the big publishers because I would want to capitalize and serve that audience directly and can do that. It's, you know, it's no big secret publishing now. You just need to either hire someone like me to walk yeah. alongside you and help you to capitalize on that or or learn it yourself. You know, it's up to you. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I love how you you talk about guiding authors. And I, I independently published a children's book in my first year of uni. One, I was so impatient, so busy to to get it out there. And then as soon as I did, I just, I could not go about sort of putting it out there because I was so, I had such bad self-doubt. I was, you know, I never had it professionally edited, that sort of hung over me. And, you know, people were excited. They were like, oh, you know, you've, You've, you've written a book that's really cool. And I'm like, oh, it's crap. Don't buy it. Like, that's exactly what I would say. Cause I was, you know, and I think there's things when you haven't done this before that arise that you, you know, you, you don't foresee because you've never been in this situation. And it's, um, so the fact that, yes, you've been there and, and you, you know, you're there to guide the authors through these arising things is, is just fantastic. So, uh, so, well, yeah. How, how do you have some tips for authors who want to be their own publisher? Obviously come and come and seek your advice at the Everything Publishing Academy. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go, I'll join you on the journey. Come and jo- it's, it's cost efficient. I don't, it's not just the cost of the world to go in there, but I can guarantee that you'll get tenfold the value. I've learned everything myself what I know you know so if you're open to learning and have the capacity to learn things don't think of the big big picture just learn what you need to for the next step to move forward and and but yes always have the end goal in mind you know and I, I always say that we get the answers inside so lean inside for the answers and outside for the support to make them happen so if it's not in your genius zone it's going to detract from you so, you know, lean outside, you can build up your own little team around you that doesn't cost the air, but that is really effective. Just like you said, whenever it comes to, like, even for me, I really am not a big, um, I'm not a big lover of promoting myself, but for other authors, I'll scream them from the rooftop. Yeah. So I need <laughs> help with that. You know what I mean? So, but I'm good at positioning myself in front of, in front of people. And my story is fascinating and intriguing enough that I get interest. So I just play to the strengths and then hire the weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And so, if it's not a hell, yes, it's a hell no. That's yeah. one of my big ones. <laughs> That's great. So as authors, we obviously need to learn our writing craft. And, uh, you know, if we're seeking to be in the publishing industry, I think gain some momentum and some knowledge of that. And also it's about if you obviously are independently publishing. And also, I think traditionally publishing it's still Mm -hmm. that's a business. That's the business you're in. So you need to have a bit of a business head. What would you say was the best business advice you've received so far? And uh, yeah, do you have tips for authors running their own business? Well, authorship is 100% a business, no matter whether you're published through a big publisher or doing it yourself or just starting out, it's still a business. You need to have that kind of um, be open to the learning of, of business. I'm the first business owner in my family. I, was, I wasn't trained as a business owner. You know, we've always worked for other people sort of thing in our family. But I think I was driven so much with the, the passion. Let that be your driving force because you're going to have ups and down days. But if you are, you know, driven by a mission or 
compassion. Uh, you'll be able to lean into that whenever you need, you know, to remember the pause. One of the best business advice things that I've ever tell people is to understand that we're making goals and intentions happen. It's all a cycle. And so to allow the cycle to happen, but when the cycle finishes, when you've got what you've set out to get, don't forget the power and the pause. Don't just go on to the next cycle straight away. Stop for a moment, smell the roses, really just allow the clarity to come through of what the next step is for you. Because we, you also have to declutter that that does not serve you moving forward as well. Otherwise, you're going to feel very heavy on your journey. And to be an efficient business owner you, uh, that grows very fast, you need to declutter as you go. And it's it not only serves you that, it serves other people. And you can say no with love and pass things on with love. And just remember, there's always someone coming behind you that that would be of value to. So let it go. Whether, you know, if you're doing a volunteer role somewhere and it no longer serves you, but it did, just let it go. Let somebody else pick up on it. You know, do it with love and gratitude is always that um, that big thing, especially for the journey and the power of the pause is, is one. I was a very impatient person. <laughs> I wanted everything now, but I've learned that. And it's one of my mottos in life. That when time and circumstance are, you know, are aligned, that's when the magic happens. So it can happen now and it can be done now, kickbox. But there's nothing like when it happens at the right time. And you are the only person who knows that. So, yes, amazing. Oh, I love that. And I'm the same. Yeah, very impatient. <laughs> After yeah, yeah, laugh, it's yeah. funny, you've ended up in a business where it's sort of patience is almost the key, I think. You know, yeah. But yeah. there's never every day is different, Joanne. That's the yeah. thing. So it keeps you interested and yeah. intrigued the whole journey. So yeah. That's it. Well, you're a mum and a business mogul. And I'll use that word because I definitely, you know, I'd use that to describe you for sure. Uh, oh, goodness. How how do you manage your time between being a wife, a mother, uh, you know, business mogul? Uh, how, how have you come to prioritize, I suppose? Sometimes I don't manage it very <laughs> well, but I don't beat myself up about it. <laughs> I'm very good at prioritizing what needs to be addressed. And if I am putting a lot of energy into a project or into something and my my family, because I'm I'm very much a present mom. You know, if my kids are sick, they'll hang out with me. School holidays, I hang out with them, go into a different mindset, recharge, all of that. If I am, you know, so I, I work around, so I'm, I'm very values aligned. So one, I know what my values are. And so my everything's aligned through that. So I never feel like I'm compromising myself. I do everything with the right intention. I always do my, do my best to, but I always overachieve for people. So, um, and I'm really upfront and honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think that when you just prioritize things as they need to be um, in any given day or any given week or month, whatever it is. And because I'm a very intuitive person, as I said, I'm not the best organized person. So when something calls, I'll, I'll give it my energy in that moment. It just flows. So I allow that to happen instead of being resistant to it. I don't question it. I don't, I just allow it to be because I have faith in knowing that um, the results come. So yeah. that's what I need to be putting my energy into. So I think because, and, and I write about this because people say, how the hell do you do it? Yeah. And I've been called into business arenas to talk about the power of knowing. So I'm very connected with my ability to know what I need to put my energies into. And I don't think 
oh my God, I've got a to-do list with like 500 things on it. I think about the thing that I'm focusing my energy on at any one time. That's, I think, is one of my superpowers. And if you can do that, then you can do the bigger things because you, you're able to focus your energy on that one thing at that time. Tick that box, move on and enjoy it. You know, you're enjoying yeah. it more than. Yeah, that's it. You don't want it to feel too, like you said, like the hard slog, like work, you know, it probably wouldn't ever get done. Do you think um, knowing yourself as well and how you work and your processes and, and I guess what your capacity is, is key to balancing things. And like you said, your values as well and family is one. So you be there for for what's needed there first over what's needed I guess with the business side. absolutely and and having that capacity like for example um, and I wrote an article about this for Forbes um, like seven months ago my daughter um, went into ketoacidosis and into ICU for three days wow. now I was I'm very blessed that should something like that happen in my business it doesn't mean it crashes it's, you know I have, a, I have a team now that can can help and you know just they can step up and do a bit more. But yeah, I was able to switch off and pour into her because she needed me during that time. And I still am pouring into her, but I'm able to be flexible. But it also affirmed to me that I'm doing exactly what I want to do in life because I still find the energy and the motivation and the passion for what I'm doing, but can still show up. And when you're doing what brings you joy, that energizes you. Um, and it also helps you be the best mom as well, you know, because I'm energized, I'm happy. And don't get me wrong, there's there's days where I'm not the best mom yeah. <laughs> because I'm a human being. Yeah. <laughs> but I always do my best and, you know, with, with the right intentions and things like that. And we do have fun, you know, As we love our pajama days. We love, do, you know, having slow days. And also I get up at 5 a.m. So I get, a, I get up and I'm ahead of the day before the kids get up. So and I always write in that as well. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Great job. <laughs> uh, so you're also an author and a speaker, and you're very passionate about sharing, you know, power of story. What and you've shared your own as well. What are your top tips to authors looking to write their story? Get your first draft out. And um, that's where the gold is for your story. Don't overthink it. Like think nano rimmel. Get your first draft out. That's your skeleton. And and then um, you add the muscle in afterwards. And then you may bring it to where you can, and then it's time to hand it over to an editor. Never avoid the editor. It's mm -hmm. the best investment in your authorship you'll ever make. Um, and that's my best advice. If you're writing a nonfiction, I always say, work on your framework first and then write into it because you actually know what your reader needs to read. So again, first draft, let it flow. Don't overthink it. Just spew it out onto that page. And then, um, and then, go, and, and never, drag something out to make a word count or never call it too much that you lose the essence of what you're trying to say because of a word count word count's not the priority it's just something there to guide you but it's not um there to you know to put shackles on what you're able to to share that's why there's nothing as painful as reading something you know someone has dragged out just yeah <laughs> no that's great and for the writer <laughs> yeah good to hear I tend to write sort of shorter stuff but but my I call it short non-fiction for for authors because yes. it is like seven seven to fifteen thousand words some of them so but yeah I, I don't really well, think I've, like I've I need to say more <laughs> yeah I've done novelettes as well you know I've yeah. written a few fictional novelettes I love them and we call them they're they're for they're you know fast reads for busy moms like you can read those you know and on, on a you know a journey and things like that so it's cool 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Goodness me. So, wow, you've you've just had such an amazing career. And obviously, I can just tell there's so much more to come. Um, If you were to wind it all back and go right back to the beginning, what would you tell yourself now? What If there was anything in business, in life, in, in authorship, anything at all, would there be anything or... You're pretty much like, wow. I'm just so happy with where I am. I remember I did go through a dark period in my life. And that was because I didn't keep my cup full. I give, give, give and hadn't didn't receive it. And so I was empty. And then something happened, an incident in my life happened that wouldn't usually make me sink but it made me sink into PTSD for over a year. And that was a big thing in my life. But I identified that the reason it happened was because my cup was empty. So keep your cup full. I made a conscious decision. So you can pour into yourself as well as, you know, so doing things that bring you joy, prioritize joy. There's so much success and joy. Authorship doesn't have to be painful. It can be so much fun. And don't even think about, you know, the promoting of yourself. Just get out there and share. If people don't know, then how are they supposed to love your work (laughs) if they don't know about you and you don't have to be salesy you just get on with it and have a conversation tell them the story about how it came to be you know because behind every book is a story as well you know yeah that's it and I agree with you saying like I don't know if you've ever heard of that saying you could have a classroom of people and then give them all the same scenario uh, to write about but each person would write something completely different touching on when you said find people who uh you know write similar to you and and team up and collaborate and yeah I just love that I think that's a wonderful advice yeah so important and I think that people just need to embrace that and the world is has shifted to that mentality less competition and more collaboration um and you know I've collaborated with some amazing people if I had thought about it 10 years ago I'd never think that I would be working with the people I work with everyone's just people yeah yeah. (laughs) let's get turn around and pull up pull everybody up because um you know in turn you can help each other rather than yeah obviously I won't tell I won't share that secret or you know like thinking that's going to help you like if we all help each other then industry thrives and if you want to work with someone or if you want someone to endorse your book if you want something and if you have a goal put it out there and then act on your inspired thoughts don't ever block yourself you know if I hadn't have acted on inspired thoughts I would never sign the Duchess of York you know yes so <laughs> how did that come about <laughs> did you contact her or? I didn't yeah, even yeah. know she was well, an author <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I knew she was an author because I knew she wrote Budgie the Little Helicopter my 25 year old oh. son doesn't watch it now but he did when he was younger oh. <laughs> and and she done books around that so my line of thinking was oh I watched I'd seen her online I was like oh there's Sarah the Duchess of York oh she's the children's book author I wonder would you like to do a book for Serenity Press so immediately I just acted on that and I said I wonder who her agent is googled her agent and must have sent the best email ever I can't find it so I don't know what I said <laughs> and then two days later her team contacted me and we went through a few emails future and then we done a, a, a conversation with her team it was at the worst time possible for me but you just have to say yes yeah no problem yeah, yeah no problem <laughs> And I was on holidays with five of my kids on my own. My husband wasn't with me. If anybody has a Mary, I call it. My daughter is Mary and she was four, no, three at the time. And she's a tornado, you know, she's my sixth <laughs> yeah. child. She has to be loud, yeah. to be heard. And she's a tornado. And so I had planned the whole day for this call for her to be asleep. <laughs> you know, we were on holidays. We, I took them out. I wore them. I brought them to the beach. I ran them everywhere. 
for Mary to be asleep at 5 p.m. whenever this call is happening because they were phoning from the UK. And uh, <laughs> and the, the message to ask, you do the call 45 minutes early, which was like 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> and when I done the call, Mary was on my, she was standing outside the house and Mary, um, the holiday home, Mary was sitting on my feet, you know, going, mom, swing me, swing me. And I was like, uh, just to let you know, um, please ignore any background noise. I'm on holidays with my children at the mm-hmm. moment. And I think that was actually, you know, it actually helped because, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, it was, it was funny. It kind of yeah. shows you, you, you know, in a personal, like what you're like and um, like, yeah, just genuine and what you see is what you get sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah it was sure. hilarious. <laughs> okay we'll go with it <laughs> but yeah so we made it to the next call so it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't wow. anything you know wrong with it so yeah it was interesting that's great it's really just putting yourself out there then and um yeah going for the opportunities that you're seeing seek <laughs> that's the thing and and you know and don't let that being a mom hold you back because especially now it's it, like when I started out it wasn't so much acceptable to have a child on your knee and call or or have them in the background playing or whatever but it's different now you know with the pandemic that's one of the good yep. things that has happened is that we've humanized the whole business experience because moms are are pretty damn good we can do so much we we solve problems better than many people you know we do things faster and efficient we see solutions you know whether where other people don't say them so that's why um yeah I think that you know moms should be way more valued and we do it all by making it all happen and we do need moms in homes as well it's good if moms you can is, is able to choose like I like to escape to my office as well because I'm yeah. going yeah just brain space <laughs> yeah I'm going to the office today for brain space. Um, but I like being at home as well. Like I'm doing this call from home. You yeah. Know, and I'm able to go and do a wash now after we switch off. Yeah. Yeah. Know? No, that's incredible. And I think um I think I maybe mentioned this in the last episode. I, I venturing out, especially for authors, sometimes you can just get caught up in author events and writing things and, and publishing things. But I think it's good to go out to different business things and and events and meet like-minded people whether it be in the mum sphere or uh just different you know and I think that all helps build your business or or character as well and you can connect with other people that are going through the sort of same thing so yeah, especially women on women it was a, a small business women's luncheon it was my first last week and I was just so inspired and I just I just love that it was just great it rises you up doesn't it I, yes. I love it when like-minded women come together you just you're just empowered and risen I remember yeah. going to my first event and again it was totally irrational of me to even think to go I had I brought my three-week-old baby with and I went to Melbourne and you you know she that was mary my she, <laughs> we went to we went to Melbourne she's well to known <laughs> she, she's actually ended up on all the promo images for the years <laughs> to after she's still popping up on that but um that was in 2015 and i didn't realize i was doing things so small and that opened up my mind and then a few things aligned and i ended up hiring the castle and we'd done the retreat in 2017 back in 2016 in ireland hired the castle for 2017 booked in the London Book Fair, you know, so, you know, these things are possible. It helps, you know, make you visible. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I could pick your brain and talk to you forever, Karen. But, uh, uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your publishing and writing wisdom and, and business knowledge. It's just been amazing. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you and your authors and books online and in store? 
come and see all of our amazing authors and the books that they have in serenitypress.org. Come to, to, you know, to our Facebook page or Instagram um, and keep up to date there. Then come to mmhpress.com. A lot of my books are there and um, some other amazing authors, KMD books for my thought leaders. If you want to get motivated, come to KMD books. There's, there's lots of um, insightful books there. And we do the humanized version of nonfiction, self-help and all of those things. Oh, that's great. Well, thanks so much, Karen. That was wonderful. My pleasure, Joanne. Thank you so much for having me. So there you have it, folks. The incredibly inspiring Karen McDermott sharing her publishing wisdom and author magic. So on the Hybrid Author Podcast next time, we have Holden Shepard. He's going to talk to us about social media for authors. So not only is Holden an amazing author, he is all over social media. So he's got really good tips to share about whether authors should post strategically, how to deal with negative backlash, how social media can help an author's career, and much more. So best of luck for the next fortnight on your author adventure. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you're further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.